0: Footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Listen. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales. Dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mab MavSky. Good evening, and welcome to your nightmares, where we like to keep it dark and dreamy here at Dark Softly Tales. This is your host, Mav, and I will be guiding you through dark times in a new America. The story tonight is called Burning Yesterday. It's a short story that reminds us that even when all seems lost, A simple change of perspective can show us that perhaps we've gained everything. The story isn't very long, but it was a run-up for a short story contest years ago and was published. And to be honest, I don't even remember where that was, but uh, (laughs) that's what happened. And um, it was really great to go back and revisit this story. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope everyone here in the U.S. had a lovely Thanksgiving weekend, despite the pandemic. Um, For myself, I am very grateful for each and every one of you, and appreciate you hanging in there with Dark Softly Tales. Now, let's go back in time to a dark, dark night. The rain is beating against the roof like a monster demanding to be let in. We see a woman standing at the window, a grief in her eyes that only a person who has lost someone knows. Don't worry, I got your hand. There's nothing to be afraid of. Is there? Take my hand and hang on tight as we journey. To the dark, softly burning yesterday by Map Sky. You close your eyes and visualize pregnant clouds impending upon a violet sky. Outside, you hear a clap of thunder. The log cabin lights up. The storm unleashes, pouring its tempest across the plains. It will steal what is rightfully yours and Jacob's. The corn, wheat, tomatoes, squashes, berries, grapes. How dare the weather take and leave as if it were God deciding your fate. It is the same with everything, you tell Jacob, hugging Matthew's crocheted blanket in your arms. You keep rocking, rocking in the chair you held, soothed his little body in. Is there nothing it won't take? Jacob takes the pot off the hearth and pours you a cup of tea and places it on the little wooden table he had built for you the Christmas before last. His calloused thumb grazes your cheekbone gently, so gently. And he's looking at you with that patient look. Sabrina, is all he says. It infuriates you all the more. How can he stand there so calmly when your year's work is drowning? We've lost everything. 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 And you want to lecture me about what fate can't take? You know all he said was your name. But it felt like a lecture in itself. Wasn't it? Couldn't it have been? Yes, you decide. Most definitely a lecture. We both know the celebration for the harvest is tomorrow. And we don't have anything to celebrate. You show him little Matthew's blanket. Dead for three months today. My baby is gone, and all our year's work will be gone by the morning. There's nothing worth living for. Winds howl across the plains. Rain banters at the door, demanding to be let in. Can't you hear it? It wants us too now. We might as well give it what it wants. You wipe your tears away with a soft blanket. Jacob stands in the soft glow of firelight. He holds his own cup of tea and you watch the steam rise out of it. You both listen to the wind shriek and rock the log cabin. It slashes like a sky that the crops, your life, even time. Yes, even time is scythed. Harvested and the fire lies in luminous coals. Midnight is at hand. Jacob says. Yesterday is gone. He slips the blanket out of your arms and nears the fireplace. You awaken from your doze and jump out of the chair. What are you doing? Give it back. Please give it back. It's all I have of Matthew. Jacob gives you a thoughtful look glances at the crocheted blanket, then throws it into the coals. No! You scream, and scrabble on the floor to the hearth. Jacob wraps his arms about your waist and pulls you back. You stretch your hands for the blanket anyway, wishing you could pull your baby out of time as you reach for the blanket. How dare you! How dare you! You say. You could kill him. You could beat him to death. So you try. You beat your hands against Jacob's chest until the arthritis ache sets in, and you have to stop. You weep. You weep as he folds you into him. You are too tired to resist, too beaten down by life, too lost, and heartbroken. The tears run dry. Your weeping ceases. You simply lay limp in his arms. He has covered you both with a quilt. You're not angry anymore. You don't understand. You don't understand anything. But you know the strength of his arms, of his spirit. This is familiar, so you cling to it. It is more silent than before, and you realize the wind has stopped beating the house. The rain only drizzles. The coals have run cold in the fireplace. But there is a dim light from the window. He stands, holds your hands, and you let him pull you up. He brings you to the window, and he lifts the curtains. The crops lay on their sides, useless, lifeless, dead. It is the way you feel. Do you see it? Jacob asks. You don't know what he's talking about. He points his finger up, up above the ruins. And you see orange and purple swirling and looping together, all connected by the slice of orange half hidden by the horizon. Your breath catches at its beauty. And you know Jacob hears this. As it rises... The color is turned pink, yellow, rainbows striping the sky in one glorious expanse named Dawn. Jacob doesn't speak a word. He doesn't have to. He has burned your past, just like the rain drowned the crops. It's ironic, but you suppose that is something to be grateful for. You snuggle into Jacob's chest. Remember how happy you and he were the morning you left everything behind to start your life together. The slate wiped clean. Maybe it can be that way again. Who likes dark stories? People who have experienced a touch of the dark side. People who are a little wiser to the world.